0: Well, John chapter one, verse 14, I'd like to read, I think it would be appropriate for me to read also verses one and two, and then we will just go down to verse number 14. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, this is speaking there as the deity of Christ and if you were to take a new world translation, which is uh, uh, used of the Jehovah's Witnesses, false witnesses, uh, they uh, word it here as the word was a God. And uh, that is adding to the word of God. Uh, that is not uh, what the original says. And uh, Joseph Smith, excuse me, uh, Russell, uh, Russellites, uh, his name was Russell, would add that and uh, would change that as uh, adding more uh, another extra revelation to what the Bible has said. But nevertheless, we know this is speaking of the deity of Christ. And the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, go down to verse number 14. We'll be looking at a few verses down there. And it says, going back to the word, now the word there is Lagos. That's speaking of Jesus Christ. He is the word. And it says here, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and and we that's uh, John speaking here uh and I believe uh speaking of him and uh, the other disciples we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth i want to just bring a short challenge tonight entitled we beheld his glory we beheld his glory. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God Almighty, we do just want to first of all say that we love you. Not nearly, not nearly enough, God, but we do love you and we want to grow in our love. And I pray that tonight you would even strengthen our hearts and renew us and, and God just reunite us and, and our minds and our hearts to the perfect will of God. And so, Lord, would you help us and lead us in the scriptures Lord? the other things that are coming up, the the videos we're going to show. And uh, Lord, just please be be in it all. We want you to be honored. We want you to be glorified. I thank you for your people tonight, Lord, that have come out uh, such a wonderful attendance this evening. God, I just want to thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their desire to love you and honor you. And I thank you for their love for this local church Crooked Creek Baptist and said, may you be glorified in all of this. My God, I pray in Jesus name. Amen. We beheld his glory, John says Um, this word here. As you look at verse number 14, as Jesus was made flesh, he took upon himself, as we talked about this morning, the likeness of men. And uh, Jesus was eternal. But when he came to this earth, he took on flesh and uh, was born of the Virgin Mary, and He dwelt among us. Now that word "dwelt" is is, uh, is an interesting word, a word study you can do sometime. But it carries the idea of He came, He came and camped out along with us. He put up His tent, if you will, to dwell among the human race. But then it says, uh, one word I, I really want to draw your attention to, in verse number fourteen. Is that that word beheld and we beheld his glory. Now, what is it talking about in the idea of his glory? Because we know that even it says later on uh, there in the scriptures that that no man hath seen God. Notice verse number 18 uh, in John chapter one. Notice what it says. No man hath what? At any time, okay? The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So what does it mean that that word beheld or are looking upon his glory? What does it mean? Well, I do believe it is talking about the person of Christ in his righteousness, in his humility, in his peace and his power, his miraculous power. Those disciples saw Jesus Christ in his pure character. They couldn't find any fault in him, no man could, because there was no fault. And the disciples, if anybody was going to catch any fault in Jesus Christ, I want to tell you it's going to be the disciples. Because those that live with us and, and are with us every day, they see our faults, don't they? Yes, they do. You and I can hide it pretty good when we come to church for the most time, but when we when we go to our homes and the people we're around the most, uh, they know, okay? And uh, that's just a part of it. So if anybody was going to pick up on Jesus's faults, it would have been their disciples. But that's not what John said. John says, we have beheld his glory. His deity. That he is indeed God in the flesh. And we think about this word. I want us to make some application tonight. What is the meaning of the word beheld? Well, it means to observe. The root of the word carries the meaning of a uh, theater. Uh, it, it implies more than just a casual glance, if you will. It uh, it actually carries the idea of a focused scrutiny of of for for a better understanding. It's a it's a study, and so what John is saying here is that through the years that he and the disciples uh, were with Christ, they were beholding him. They were studying him. They were watching him closely. They were watching his words. They were watching his actions. They were seeing him in action. They were seeing his power. They were seeing his authority. They were seeing how he responded to his enemies and how they hated him. And the conclusion of the matter is, is what John is simply saying here. We beheld his glory. Now, you and I uh, do not have that opportunity, if you will, in the same way that John and the other disciples had to behold Jesus Christ uh, in person while he was here on this earth. But the good news is, church, we still can behold his glory. It's Lagos. It's in his word. This is where we see the glory of Christ daily. This is where we can behold. This is where we can have a, a focus, if you will, a focused scrutiny of, of the Word of God, not to be critical of it, but to study it, to search it, to compare it, and, and to allow it to truly transform our lives, which I'm going to see here in just a moment. It is... A fascinating truth that we can actually study the Word of God and learn something every single time. It might be relearning something, but the, very, the, the fact of the matter is God allows us to grow in our knowledge of Him, of Christ. That's where we find Him for salvation. We find Him in the Word and that's where we find Him for growing in our love for the Lord Jesus I was at Starbucks. I like going to Starbucks. I like Starbucks coffee. I know they're liberals, but it's great witnessing opportunities. No, really. No, really. They are. They make great coffee. OK. And and I appreciate it. I appreciate good coffee. Anybody else appreciate good coffee? Thank you. All right. If I forgive you, just please send me an email. I'll apologize. But but the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, I like going there because I like their coffee, but I like to engage in conversations as the Lord opens up doors. And I went the other day and they're not allowing you to sit inside. So I sat outside and there's a nice gentleman sitting, you know, six feet away, of course. And uh there at the next table and got to talking, just uh, talking a little bit. And he ended up asking me what I did and told him what I did. And of course, I asked him what he did. And he was he was a professor at the University of Georgia and uh he was up there and and I uh, got to talking with him and I was going to uh just share an invitation to him. I wasn't really engaging very strongly there as far as the gospel, but I did want to leave something with him. And of course, he he shunned that he's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm an atheist. And um and I, I was like, oh, oh, OK. And, I, you know, I just wanted to be kind about it. Uh, and but it really it really burned me. But I asked him, you know, I just sometimes will just ask a question and I get some good ideas from Adrian Rogers. He I listen to his preaching a lot. And and um, but uh, just I just listened to one recently at that day that talked about the, dif- the difference between uh, atheism and, uh, and and an atheist and an agnostic. And so I just the only thing that I could think of at that moment, because it was really awkward. He's like, no, 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 don't want anything to do with it. I was like, oh, boy, this is this is awkward. So I just like, well, can I ask you a question? And uh, he said, yeah. I said, in your opinion, what is the difference between an atheist and an agnostic? And of course, then he just went off. He said, I hate agnostics. You know, i was like, oh, OK. So and he he went ahead to tell me why he went through this. Story. He said, they're 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 not honest. They're they're they're, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're just trying to make this excuses and and giving a chance. And he said, they're just being dishonest. You know, either you believe in God or you don't. And uh, so he he went on that side. Oh, OK. I said, well, it was it was nice talking to you. And I just went on with my good coffee. But, you know, I got burdened when I left that day and I really prayed for that man. And I, I said, Lord, my heart is broken. That man is so just seems so bitter and and uh, just really uh just there are just some things there that I was like, oh, Lord, how do you how do we reach people like this? I know you love them. I know you died for them. And, uh Lord, I I just I just I, I pray for another opportunity to uh witness to him, to talk to him again. Well. Praise the Lord, just two days ago, uh, I was there getting me a good cup of coffee and, uh, and he was there. There he was, sitting outside. And, uh, so I walk up and, and sit down and, and, and engage that conversation and thankfully I, I received, uh, at least a smile back. Hey, yeah, you're back. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm back. He says, why are you here? I was like, I just wanted to say hey, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so and uh, he's like, oh, OK, and uh, so I was like, I got to talking with him and uh, talk about the weather. You always talk about the weather, atheist, Christian, Muslim. You can talk about the weather. OK, it's a nice day out. Yeah, it is a nice day. And so, you know, started talking and then I had heard another approach uh, that made sense to me, at least. And I wanted to see if he had really um, where what his background was without doing too much digging. OK. But I asked him this question and it wasn't original with me, but I just wanted to see his response. But I said, sir, again, I asked permission. I said, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. I said, are you a honest doubter? Or are you a dishonest doubter? And I could tell it really caught him off guard. He he, he kind of fumbled a little bit. and He's like, what do you mean by that? I said, well. From my understanding, uh, an honest doubter is one who has done research, one who has investigated a a so-called truth that's being put forth, has uh, actually uh, read the Bible, has read the New Testament or read one of the Gospels. Have from my understanding, that's an honest doubter, but a dishonest doubter, from my understanding, is somebody who denies something with unbelief and they've never even entertained the idea of searching to see whether it be true or not. And he responded, uh, politely, and because I could tell it kind of got, boy, his wheels were turning. And uh, he was thinking of a response and he said, well, well I, yeah, 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 I guess I I think I've done some research. He says, I I study history and and um, and and different things of that nature and and uh, and whatnot. But he really wasn't coming up with any real research that he had done of the of the word of God. And 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 I said, sir, I said, you need to do some research I believe it will help you. And I said, let me ask you this. Have you ever have you ever said, I know you don't believe in God, but I'm just saying, have you ever come to the point? Because he and I both agreed there are some things he don't know. There's some things I don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know. In fact, we don't know most most of what's known. He agreed to that. So I said, and most of most things that most of the things we don't know I said, if God was in that, would you be willing to say if there's a God out there and I don't believe there's a God, but if there was, would you want to know him? And there was no response. Because truly, when it really comes down to it, if you really want to know God, and I don't know that man's heart, but I do know that if he has a sincere heart and he will search the scriptures and look and behold, the glory of Christ will be seen. God will respond to those that are sincere. And I do believe and I pray for that man's salvation. And I'm thankful he gave me the opportunity to talk to him. And I hope I'll continue that conversation with him. But we find Christ in the Word of God. Let me go. Go with me just quickly to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Would you flip over there with me? 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians, chapter three, verse number 18. We may not be able to behold, if you will, the person of Christ uh, walking here on earth. But thank God, by the way, we will one day see him as he is. Amen. We will see him as he is when he comes for his bride. But right now, how do we see Christ? How, let me rephrase that. How do we see even more specifically the glory Of Christ, I'll tell you where right here. Notice what it says. But we all talking about believers, we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So there it is. We behold the glory of God as we look into the Word of God, and that my friend, as I think about just the Christmas season and I think about the birth of christ and 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 just thinking about and reading the Christmas story, we are reading and studying about the glory of jesus christ and and I think that as we take the the the, the real uh, the real ministry of, of studying the word of God. May we understand that it's going to result in us growing and seeing the glory of Jesus Christ more and more. Because, see, it's just not limited to observation. It was one thing for those disciples just to observe what Jesus was saying. That was observation. And that's absolutely required. You have to observe. You have to get into the Word of God. But then it's going to be a step further for you and me. And we know this. Then it's going to be not only that, but it's going to be confession. As we read the Word of God, we're going to confess that this is the truth. This is indeed the truth. there, There is a definite evidence that the Word of God is the truth. But then there is the personal appropriation that we're going to have. And uh, and that's where we see, we just read in 2 Corinthians, that happens when we behold uh, the glory of the Lord by looking into the Word of God. And by doing that, we're changed more and more. And church, one of my prayers is that when we begin the new year, just here in uh, two weeks, and we start doing this together, I'm praying that we'll just behold the glory of God together. As we read the same passages together and the Lord does a deep internal work in our hearts as we grow in our love for him. That's my prayer. That's my cry and my hope to him. And let me close with one more verse. Would you go back to the book of John? John chapter one again. This personal appropriation of not just looking at Jesus. Jesus. And not just looking at Him, but confessing Him as Lord and Savior, and confessing Him as truth, as we look at the Bible. We can't look at the Bible with doubt. We gotta look at the Bible as the truth of God's Word, and then there's this personal appropriation. And notice with me, uh, we reread verse 14, and now read verse 16. A lot of times people just read right over this verse, but there's a nugget in here that we cannot miss. Notice what it says in verse 16 of John 1. And of His fullness have all we received, and notice this next phrase, you ought to underline it, and grace for grace. That right there is a truth that teaches us that the knowledge of Christ... The grace that comes for us knowing him more and more as believers is most definitely progressive. It grows. In fact, that word for in the Greek is the Greek word anti, which can mean opposite of or it also can mean instead of or in place of. And what this verse is saying here is in place of it is saying in verse number 17, excuse me, verse 16. And of his fullness, we all have received and grace upon grace, grace in place of grace. It carries the idea that we are growing more and more in our understanding of Jesus Christ as we read his word. And we oftentimes figure, wonder why we're drifting, wonder why we're not as on fire as we used to be for the Lord Jesus and why we really don't like the things of God as much as we used to. And I want to tell you, most of the times, in my opinion, and at least in my life, and I think I probably would speak on behalf of yours as well, it's when I have noticed that I have not been consistent in beholding the glory of Jesus Christ. And not just a one, two, three, let me read these three and move on and not really think about it, meditate on them. But beholding, God, show me something today. I want to know you more, Lord. I want to see you in your glory. Speak to my heart, God, as I read your word. I tell you, the Lord will respond to that. This this uh, Robertson's word pictures, uh, Greek word pictures, he stated this, quote, Grace is taking the place of grace like the like the manna fresh each morning. New grace for the new day and the new service. That is precious. And and, and to think of the privilege that God gives us to know more and more about Christ. Listen, the grace of God to know Christ more and more. Is illimitable. In other words, it's incapable of being limited or bounded. The only thing that can keep us, brethren, tonight from knowing the Savior in His glory is the sin in our lives or just the neglect of reading His Word, which is a sin. And so God gives us the awesome gift, talking about the, the rich. ...ness that God is blessing. We are rich people because God says, you know what? As you read the word, as you study the word, I'm going to let you understand and know more and more about Jesus Christ while you're here on this earth. More and more. In fact, I don't think it's going to stop when we get to heaven. I think it's only going to increase because our God is eternal and we're going to spend eternity knowing him, learning him, loving him. Let's keep looking, church. Let's keep beholding with an intent, with an intense interest in seeing the glory of God. But my friends, look no further than the word of the living God. That's where we're going to find it. That's where it's going to be. And I pray and you pray for me that as we finish out 2020, we'll finish strong in our reading of the word of God. And 2021 will bring a a renewed effort and zeal and desire to behold the glory of our Lord. Let's pray together. Lord, I am grateful for your glory. And I just pray, Lord, as I read your word that I would truly be changed by it more and more. God, I have so many areas in my life that I know I, I just I'm failing and Lord, I need strength. I need guidance. I want wisdom. And one of those areas, Lord, honestly, is just Lord, not knowing you. With the desire, I should. Sometimes, Lord, I, I confess to you that I, I'm sometimes either looking just for a fix. Are looking to check off a list. And Lord, I don't want to be that way. I want to behold you more and more. That I might love you more and honor you more. And worship you more. And I pray for my brothers and sisters here tonight that you would give us all a renewed passion. Lord Jesus, for seeing your glory. Not that we can be puffed up before we know that that is that that is no to no advantage. Lord, only so that we might love you more. So, God, I do pray that uh, you would take the message tonight and use it in each of our hearts. Lord, spirit of God, have your will and way.